we are reading Parshas Vayigash. And the Torah begins with Yehuda approaching Yosef and asking Yosef, who is posing as the viceroy of Egypt, not pretending that he's not Yehuda's brother, and uh, he's a second command to the Pharaoh, which is true, but he's also pretending not to know who Yehuda not to know that, he's pretending that he's not Yehuda's brother. And Yehuda is beseeching him to allow Binyamin to go free. So the opening sentence of the Torah this week is Yehuda approaches Yosef. And he says, please, my master, please free Binyamin, please, please free my brother. That's how the story starts. And the Haftorah also talks about Yehuda and Yosef coming together. The Torah is from Ezekiel and Yechezkel. And it talks about how the, the prophecy of the Kanga Mashiach. And Hashem tells the prophet, write on one piece of wood, the, one, the word uh, Yehuda. Write on another piece of wood, the word Yosef. Bring the pieces of wood together. And so too, when Mashiach will come, there will be a union of the kingdom of Yehuda, the kingdom of, Ye- of Yosef. But not just there will be a unity between them, but uh, Yehu- David HaMelech, his grandson, Mashiach, he will be a leader of the Jewish people forever. So it starts off with uh, also Yehuda and Yosef coming together. But there's a big difference between the way they come together in the Torah portion and the way they come together in the Haftorah. The way they come together in the Torah portion, Yehuda is the servant, Yosef is the king. We see this both in Yehuda's reason for approaching Yosef. He's approaching Yosef because he needs Yosef to do something. And in the words of Yehuda to Yosef, he says to Yosef, please my master, please do this for me. So Yehuda, you see in his approach to Yosef, he needs Yosef. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, in the Haftorah, you see that there is a union between Yehuda and Yosef, Mashiach will come, the Jewish people will no longer have two kingdoms. Until now, from the, there was a separation of two kingdoms, the kingdoms of Yehuda, the kingdom of Yosef. And Mashiach will come, the Torah says there will be a union between them, but there will only be one king. Who will be the king? The king will be descendant of Yehuda Mashiach. So, so we see that Yehuda will be greater than Yosef. So we need to understand what's the reason in the Torah portion Yehuda is subservient to Yosef, and Yosef is greater. And why Naftorah, why the coming of Mashiach is, is Yehuda greater, is David greater, is Mashiach greater. To understand this, everything exists in a simple, a simple story. There, there, there is the person Yehuda and the person Yosef. And there is Yehuda and Yosef as they are in our service of Hashem. As they apply to us personally. The Yehuda within us and Yosef within us. So, Yehuda and Yosef, as we'll see, are related to the spiritual and the physical. The world is made up of four things, the inanimate, vegetation, animal, and human. And the lowest of all is inanimate. In the inanimate, you don't see anything spiritual. All you see is the physical. All there is is the physical. It's, the word doimim in Hebrew means silent. You don't see anything spiritual in it. You just, you just see the physical. Where do you begin to see something spiritual? Only in vegetation. Vegetation and the power for things to grow, you see a spiritual force there. In animals you see more, 
in humans, even more. Humans are a different category, but in humans, certainly you see more spiritual energy than you see in vegetation, animals. Um, and the lowest is in animals. So in the tabernacle, the Jewish people had, when they were going in the desert, moving tabernacle, the Mishkan. So Torah says that predominantly it was made mostly from vegetation. The walls, the, the floor, only the floor of the Mishkan was made from the earth, but um, the walls were made from wood, cedar wood, uh, and the, the, um, that's where the main component, that's the main component of the Mishkan was the vegetation. On the other hand, the Beis HaMikdash, the, the temple in Jerusalem, its main component was stones. You know, now the fact that the Mishkan's main component was vegetation, that fits in with the goal of what the Mishkan's about. The Mishkan's about being a spiritual home for Hashem. If it's about being, being a spiritual home for Hashem, it makes sense that it has a component which is spiritual. But why was the Beis HaMikdash, which is a permanent home for Hashem, how come the Beis HaMikdash didn't have any vegetation? It did have a little bit of vegetation. That There were some beams that supported the roof of the Beis HaMikdash made out of wood. But, but predominantly, almost entirely, it was made out of stones and even the, the wooden beams were covered. You couldn't see the wood in the Beis HaMikdash. So, if the Beis HaMikdash is meant to be a spiritual place, why is it that there was no, that you couldn't see any, any, vege, any vegetation? All you could see is the inanimate, which is the opposite of spiritual. It's the lowest. You don't see any spirituality in the inanimate. And the truth is that in the tabernacle itself, there is, um, there was a hierarchy. You could see a, a, a hierarchy that mirrors the hierarchy in creation. There was there's the roof of the tabernacle, the walls of the tabernacle, and the floor of the tabernacle. So the roof of the tabernacle was animal. Oh, right. The roof of the tabernacle was animal, the highest. The walls are vegetation, and the floor is inanimate. So it mirrors the um, the the hierarchy of spirituality. You see the most spiritual on top and the least spiritual on the floor. But in the base of Migdash, you don't see anything spiritual. All you see is stones. So the question is why. So there's a similar um, idea that could give some insight to this question. There's, there's a discussion, what did God make first? Did he make heaven first or did he make earth first? There's two verses. One verse, the first verse in the Torah says, the It's in the beginning, God created the heaven and then the earth. First the heaven and then the earth. And another verse says, on the day on the day that Hashem the day that God made the earth and the heavens. So one verse says that the heavens came first, and another verse says that the earth came first. And in general we know that there can't be an argument about reality, about Matthias. So there must be that both opinions are true, especially the both opinions in Torah. So how can they both be true? What does this mean? So we can understand this from a simple parable. When you want to build a home, so before you build a home, you need to have a plan. Before you have the plan on paper, you have the plan in your mind. So the first step of building the home is creating the plan. And from the plan, you're able to go and create the actual physical home. You have to first have the blueprint, 
And in the, so the blueprint is the home and potential. It's a spiritual home. Certainly the way the home is in your mind, it's spiritual. There's nothing physically there yet. And then there is actual physical home. What comes first? The spiritual home in your mind or on the paper? Or the physical home? So obviously, practically, b'maisa, in action, what we do, you first have to make the spiritual plan. Make the, you have to make the, the, you have to first think about what you want to do, put it on paper, create the spiritual blueprint. And once you have the spiritual blueprint, you have the spiritual home, you have the, you have the home as it, as it is in your mind. Once you have that, then you're going to go begin to make the physical home. That's you're talking about practically the mice and action, what you're doing first. You're first making the, the spiritual, then you're making the physical. However, that's only, if we're, if we're talking about what you're doing. However, in your thoughts, what's your first thought? What motivated you to go and spend time creating this blueprint? What do you want? You want to have a physical home. So your first thought is, I want to create a home. Your first thought is, I need to have a physical home. That's your first, that's what motivated you to create the blueprint. That's what motivated you to have the plan in your mind, the plan on paper. It's all because of the physical. So the machshava in your thoughts, what the first thing is, is your, is your, um, is your physical home. In practically what you do first, you create the spiritual home first. You first create the, the blueprint. But in your thoughts, what's your first thought? The very first thought is, I want to have a physical home. No one wants to have a blueprint. No one wants to, no one wants to um, have a home just in, in their mind. What's, what's the joke they say? That um, um, between neurotics and psychotics oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and psychiatrists. So neurotics think about the pink sugar like fairy castles filling in the air and psychotics live in them, and psychiatrists collect the rent them. Oh, right, right, exactly, exactly. So nobody, nobody wants to be there. So um, we say in the Chadodi on Friday night, we say, Sof The final result is, originates in, in the earliest thought. Your earliest thought, your first thought, before you started planning the house, was, I want to have a physical house. That was your first thought. That's the goal. And so too is this true regarding the world. Before there is this world, the physical world, there is the, the, the spiritual worlds. We know there's Hishtalshuls. Hishtalshuls means there's a chain. There's each, just like in a physical chain, you have many rings, and the lowest part of each ring connects to the highest part of the ring below it. So too, um, each world that Hashem created has a relationship to the world beneath it. Like let's say, for example, the highest world, the world of Atsilus, there are ten parts of that world. And the lowest part of that world, the sphere of Malchus, that's the source for the highest part of the world beneath it, the world of Bria. And so the lowest part of the world of Bria is the source of the highest part of the world of Yetzirah. And the lowest part of Yetzirah is the highest part of the world of Asiya. And in, the, in Asiya itself, there's a Ruchniyastik, the spiritual world of Asiya, and the physical world of Asiya. So the lowest part of the spiritual world of Asiya is the beginning of the creation of the physical world of Asiya. So what's God's plan? What's God's desire? Where does He want a home? God wants a home, as it says in the Medrash, dear Tachted, He wants a home in the lowest home. He doesn't want the highest world. The higher worlds are don't interest Him. He makes the higher worlds only in order to prepare to create this world. So practically, the Misa, in action, what did He make first? He made first the higher worlds. But, but Machshava, in His plan, what does God want? What's His goal? His goal is not the spiritual world. His goal is a physical. What he wants is a physical. 
So, just like this is true in in creation of the heaven and earth, that the heavens could be said to be created first. The higher heavens means the higher worlds. The higher worlds existed before, which made them first. And yet, you could say this world comes first because this is the goal. This is the plan of Hashem. So to um, can you tell somebody the word? Can you sit somebody the door? Thank you very much. So just like this is, there's some text, I'm not sure if that's what he's texting about. Um, just like this is true regarding um, um, the, the world, that the higher worlds existed first, but the goal is this world, so too does this help us understand the, the, um, the construction of the tabernacle versus the construction of the base of the tabernacle was created in a way that mirrors the spiritual hierarchy of creation. And therefore, the higher is higher and lower is lower. And animals are higher than vegetation, and vegetation is higher than the inanimate. That's the, the way that God made the world. Higher is higher and lower is lower. But the Beis Hamikdash, which is an eternal home for Hashem, an everlasting home for Hashem, that home mirrors the way things will be when Mashiach will come. That mirrors the goal of creation. And again, what's the goal of creation? The goal of creation is Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm. And in the lowest realm itself, in the physical world itself, where, what's the main part of the physical world? Doimim, the inanimate. And therefore, the Beis HaMikdash, which is the, a, a, a taste of how things will be when Mashiach will come, the Beis HaMikdash is made mostly out of the inanimate. Because the Beis HaMikdash is a mirror of, way, of what Hashem's plan is, of, of the goal of creation. So just like this is true in regards to the places that uh, of the tabernacle, the base of so is this true regarding our own service of Hashem. Yosef and Yehuda are connected to the spiritual and the physical. How so? The word Yosef means to add, to grow. Yosef is associated with vegetation. Things that grow. So what grows in our service of Hashem? What can grow? What should grow? What's supposed to grow mm-hmm. is our reverence and our love for Hashem, our feelings. So Yosef is about the feelings. Yosef is about serving Hashem with your feelings. And that's something which grows. It should grow. It's supposed to grow. The more you understand the greatness of Hashem, the more you're supposed to appreciate, the more, the more that should generate the positive feelings of love and, and excitement and happiness and mitzvahs. So Yosef is about the feelings. The word Yehuda, on the other hand, means submission. No matter how high you grow in your service of Hashem, you're not going to put on a different pair of film tomorrow than you're putting on today. You're putting on the same pair of film. Of course, you could always get a, a pair of film which is more Mahudar, a more beautiful pair of film. But, but um, the, uh, the, it's, the same, it's the same action. You're putting on film today, as you did yesterday, did, as you did the day before, as you will tomorrow. No matter what's going to go on, you're still going to put on a physical pair of film. The film stays the same. So, the meaning of Yehuda, Yehuda means to submit yourself. Yehuda means to be made, to acknowledge. It's not about how you feel. It's about putting one foot in front of the other, do the right thing. That's what, what Yehuda means to show up. Yehuda means to do what Hashem wants you to do, whether you're interested or not interested, you feel like it, you don't feel like it. Yehuda is about submitting yourself to the goal. Therefore, Yehuda is associated with, with action. So, just like in the world, there are more spiritual things and more physical things. So too in ourselves, there are more spiritual things. There's more Yosef kind of things, which are our feelings. And there are more Yehuda kind of things, which are our actions. So just like um, in the tabernacle, 
the temporary home for Hashem, where was there more of an emphasis? Where was what, what was seen as the highest thing? What was more spiritual? So to before Mashiach comes, look at things externally, looking at the way things Hashem, way, way Hashem made the world, the way Hashem made all the worlds, the way Hashem made the entire spiritual cosmos, what's higher, what's better? What's better is what's more spiritual. So it looks like it's our feeling is feelings are more important than actions. When Mashiach comes, we're going to have both actions and feelings. You, and now also we have actions and we have feelings. Both are, exist at both times. The question is what the focus is. So before the giving of the Torah, before the Jews were in Egypt, before the Jews left Egypt, Yehud is approaching Yosef. What is seen at that point as the focus, as, as what's seen at, at, as the apex, the highest level, the spiritual. And therefore, who is the king? The king is Yosef. Yosef is the, which is, represents the spiritual, the growing in our reverence and love for Hashem. That's what Yosef is about. He is seen as the highest. However, when Mashiach comes, then will be revealed God's purpose and goal in creation, which is the physical world should be a home for him. And therefore, Mashiach will come. Who will be the king? Yehuda, or Mashiach, the, the progeny, the grandson of Yehuda. So even today, the Gemara says, a mitzvah without kavanah, the gufle in the A mitzvah without, without concentration is like a body without a soul. You have to have the thoughts and the feelings in the mitzvah, as we in Tanya, that our love and reverence for Hashem are what make a, a, our, our mitzvahs real. Make a mitzvah to, to, be, to, uh, to be performed truly from our, every fiber of our being. As the Altabah says in chapter 4, um, Love is the source of all the 248 positive commandments. From love is where they are drawn. Without love for Hashem, they are not really considered to be fulfilled. Altabah says it's impossible to do something unless you feel what you want to do it. What's considered you're really doing a mitzvah if you feel like you're doing the mitzvah. Otherwise, it's, it's a combined out of soul. The Zohar says you need to have two wings in order to fly. A bird needs to have two wings. And so to a mitzvah needs to have two wings. What are the two wings of a mitzvah? Love and reverence for Hashem. You have to have both. You have to do the mitzvah. You have to have the love and reverence for Hashem as well. And even, um, and although we don't, uh, Mashiach comes, of course, our love and reverence for Hashem will be, you know, to levels we can't even imagine. It was a chassid of the Rebbe, his name was Rabbi Isaac Homler. Isaac Homler was known number one, chassidim, number one. The all-star, the MVP. So he said about himself, he said, when Mashiach will come, they'll take Eisel, his nickname was Eisel. They'll take Eisel on the palm of the hand and say, look at this little creature. He used to pray, he used to learn. In other words, the love and reverence for Hashem will have Mashiach will come far go beyond all of, our, all of our imagination. We're going to achieve a much greater love and reverence than we could possibly, possibly imagine. And, and yet, what's Hashem's purpose in creation? What's Hashem's most satisfying thing? What, what, what is the goal? The goal is not the, is our, we look at that, wow, that's, that's, that's important. Externally, spirituality, whatever is more spiritual is better. But what does Hashem say? It says, we say in our prayers on Shabbos from Tehillim, all that God wanted, He created. Whatever God desired, He created. Says the Alpha If you want to know the deepest desire of Hashem, the most satisfying thing to Hashem, what's His entire desire? The entire desire is action, is what we do. So the action is, is really the, the, the goal. The goal is a home in the lowest realm, in the lowest realm itself, the physical mitzvahs. 
So Mashiach will come, that will be revealed. And before Mashiach comes also, there is a taste of this. The closer we get to coming Mashiach, the more we, we see something about the, the world as it will be Mashiach will come, we sort of see a glimmer of this already before Mashiach comes. As it says in Halacha, before Shabbos, supposed to eat from the foods of Shabbos. The Mashiach is called Shabbos. The time of Mashiach is called the time of Shabbos. So even before Mashiach comes, we see this. Like, for example, in ourselves, we have the Yosef part of ourselves, which is the, which is the soul. We have the Yehuda part of ourselves, which is the body. When Mashiach will come, what does the Torah say? What's going to be higher? The body will be higher. The, the soul will be nourished from the body. Now the body is nourished from the soul. And the, the, soul is, the, the body is guided by the soul. When Mashiach will come, we'll see that the, the, the hierarchy will, will be switched. Because we're going to see the divine origin of the body and the, the, the goal of Hashem is in, is in the physical. And so even before Mashiach comes, we see this already now. Look at the, at the Baal Shem Tev. Before the Baal Shem Tev came, it was seen to be the highest level of serving God by fasting and causing pain to the body and ignoring the body. And Baal Shem Tev came around and he said, No, God, it's not what God wants. God wants us to, to take care of the body and preserve the body's health. And I'm going to get a lecture from Dr. Bresman after I finish with about oh, how come I'm not coming to his house to uh, get a... Uh... <laughs> Anyways, Mitzvashen, we'll do that take that too. That's the most important thing. As I'm saying, it's important mm-hmm. Mashiach and the focus should be on the body. Okay, you're right. And what can I say? Bottom line, bottom line is, the Mashiach will come, then we'll see this. And even now, before Mashiach comes, there's also an emphasis, the closer you get to Mashiach, on physical performance of mitzvahs. Besides the fact that it says clearly in the Mishnah Perkei my so eager. The main thing is action. Action is more important than our feelings, that's for sure. But the closer we get to Mashiach, we see already some things now that are similar to this. It says also that just like in, in, in body and soul, the Mashiach comes, the body will be seen to be higher than the soul. So it says also about male and female, that male and female are also connected to spiritual and physical. It says that Mashiach will come, the Kavit the, Sevagavir the will be revealed how the Woman is the crown of her husband. We've seen the hierarchy, how the, the divine sphere of Malchus, which is the feminine sphere, we above all other spheres. And so, to physically, we'll see that it will be revealed the spiritual service of women, how that surpasses men. And as Rebbe said many times, quoting the Medrash, just like when we left Egypt, we left Egypt in the merit of the faith of the righteous women who were, were then, so too now. Um, it's in merit specifically the righteous women of their faith in Hashem that we will leave the exile now as well. So, uh, is we should see the coming Mashiach. Shalat on there tonight and based on Migdash. Aaron Akhain. Thank you very much.